Hey everyone, my name is Karan Malhotra and this is Creative AI. Today we're having a conversation with Harshit Agarwal, an artist who works with AI and computational technologies. Hey Harshit, welcome to the show. Hey Karan, thank you for having me. Very excited to have this conversation with you and dig into some of these new exciting areas of technological evolution, art, creativity, AI. Yeah, let's do this. If you can briefly tell everyone a little bit about your work, what you've been doing recently. I mean, I've been practicing in the space of uh, making art with technology for almost 10 years now. And works that I do a lot are oftentimes a commentary on AI and its influence on society using the medium of AI. Recently, uh, I did a show at India Habitat Center and created this uh, cuboidal LED sculpture for that. Uh, this was 7.5 feet high and about 6.5 feet uh, wide across the four sides. To think of the idea of placing a cube within a white cube gallery also. And the work was called the Garden of Digital Delights and it referenced the Garden of Earthly Delights to talk about the idea of digital leisure and digital spaces where we go to chill in some sense which is like you know social media platforms etc but then sort of the repercussions of how like the simple act of scrolling on instagram might actually cause very serious repercussions across society in some sense so yeah different ways in which i work with technology very excited curious as a person also about just what all it's, is happening in this space and then as an artist sort of trying to also respond uh, to those evolutions. That, that's very interesting that you're using AI as a means to comment on AI. You know, we've done some talks together and I remember one in, in your presentation, you would often bring up the story around how photography came about and, and how photography was perceived as this threat to art. Right and and artists. I, I watched a, a brief video that Space Ten has just put out about creativity and AI, and they also talk about how artists first were threatened, but then they started using the photographs as reference points to you know finesse those artists because the live model could not always be there, right? So you have photographs and you use them as as one reference, but then your photography and then your art, and then you know you take a huge leap, and then you have sort of computational art and AI art and now you're in this point of like mid-journey and DALI and everything and you've been doing this for 8-10 years now. Are these new platforms like a threat in some ways to the work that you're doing? You create these huge data sets and you create these installations, this amazing work. But then now people go, they type a few things and just say, you know, immediately it sort of comes out. Like what's your opinion on that? I'm personally very excited about like all these new tools that are coming out mid-journey, DALI and there's now a host of them actually and i think it's very nice that this sort of ability to create imagery is becoming more and more accessible and definitely i think sort of reducing that gap between what you can imagine and then what you can really sort of implement or put out in some sense and i think that's great i mean uh, access or democratization of disabilities is very interesting and needed and should be encouraged the art, I think, doesn't sort of end at that image in some sense. Or I think the context of that creation and the consumption of that creation, I think both of them play very significant roles in what makes a work of art a work of art for me. So I think if there's a certain like way in which something is being achieved, then if there is 
no significant either conceptual or aesthetic novelty that i can bring in it will be great as as a visual artifact but as a work of art probably not so i think uh, for me that's very important that through my works either i'm able to bring in some kind of a sense of aesthetic conceptual innovation almost or something that really like cuts across a point in a way that's poignant enough or really makes you sort of reflect on that and then ultimately like if it happens through mid journey or my process which is more of really curating data sets collecting data sets and then training sort of ai algorithms that are particularly meant for that purpose only and not sort of a generic purpose ai because i think for me what happens through that process is really one it's a process through which i become more attuned with the data the material for for an artist working in ai in that sense like data is the material that they work with so it's like a painter almost like you know constantly playing around with their paint mixing paint etc it's it's sort of that and then once you've sort of spent enough time with that data you yourself start uncovering stories aesthetics of that data that you are able to then sort of translate into the final work of art so i think that journey for me is is significant in creating a work of art but having said that yeah i mean if like there are other ways to get to that particular outcome i think that's great also it's just for it to be called a work of art i think there needs to be a significant like storytelling or aesthetic exploration that needs to happen i mean it's fantastic that these tools are there and people can you know quickly make some things that they can sort of share as visual artifacts for other people to refer to we are all visual people after all so i think it's great that way because you mentioned thinking of the ai as a material if i say picasso everybody in their minds i knows what that style looks like do ai artists have a style right now and is that style still a reflection of their social influences their cultural influences that is the voice the medium just happens to be tech art or computational art so when people are looking to understand the art is that what they need to be looking for because it's very easy to sort of be taken in by the technology part of that so how does someone look at harshit's art and tell okay this is harshit's work i mean do you find that you have a style yeah as of now i wouldn't say that i have a particular distinctive visual style and a lot of it is by design also for me i think the storytelling that i am able to do through my work is very important i think of a lot of my work is about contextualizing ai in a larger impact that it's having on us as people right and uh, what narratives that that unfolds and i think that is very significant like to my practice because that's something that the tech companies etc who are actually building these large models of ai sweep under the rug because it's uh, not something that they want a larger public to engage with in a more direct and open manner and i think for me that sort of my uh, practice to try and make these works of art which become points of engagement points of sort of provocation points of departure from the standard cleaned up kind of interactions that you might have it could even be a little 
extreme sometimes to just push the notion of people and their thinking around what AI is doing and could potentially do and bring them onboarded onto the conversation a bit more. That is what, at least for now, like I constantly do with my work. And for that, it's different kind of visual spaces that I have to play with often. So that way, I wouldn't say that there's a particular visual style but i think there is definitely a consistency in the kind of narratives that i try and stitch up with uh, with my work what are let's say the common misconceptions that people have i think there is somewhat of a notion even when I show my works exhibit my works like not just from people who want to enter this space as practitioners but even like as just consumers you know there's sometimes this question of oh but like the computer did it, right? You didn't like put in your sweat and blood apparently to to it in some ways. So I think that misconception uh, definitely needs to change a bit. Audience are quite smart. They know if they're seeing good work or not, right? And if they're seeing a certain kind of work, they're able to identify if it's sort of very similar to other things that they've seen and they know in what capacity to consume that kind of work. So I think even if you start feeling like you can sort of wiggle your way and not like maybe, you know, spend enough time with the material and really invest energy in it, I think uh, that just shows like, so there's no real shortcut, so to say, like you could do something interesting. And there's also then this whole conversation, does effort always equal to good quality of art, especially in art? and Maybe not. And you could sort of argue that, you know, like Marcel Duchamp doing the urinal, like taking a urinal and turning it. I mean, how much effort is that, right? Like that's like five seconds of work or Jackson Pollock just spraying paint. But at the end of the day, for them to get to that point where they're able to do that in a way that has real deep meaning, I think that process does not change. Like in some ways, even if you're creating art computationally, and once you've gotten good at that process, you could possibly turn around those works quickly. But I think the rigor in the journey sort of still remains. And especially in the whole like NFT craze that happened recently, and especially when money starts to get involved, like everyone can make a quick buck. I've seen a lot of like students who were studying art or in design, etc., sort of give up their academic rigor and pursuit to just, you know, say that, okay, I'll become like an NFT artist and make like lots of crypto money and my life will be sorted that way. And in that sense, like you can very quickly see that the work that they're creating does not have that depth. Even if they found one or two tricks to, you know, visually make it look like neat and clean, but like you need to have gone through that process in certain way to be able to say something that really stands out and not to say that like I, I don't mean to say that in sort of a way of yes like saying that my work says a lot but it's just to say that that really needs to happen and then I mean the NFT hype sort of has subsided and then there are people who are now left with who were supposedly on the right track of you know like gaining exposure to a lot of uh, learnings have sort of found themselves now like trying to figure out okay what do I do now like NFT thing is not working out somehow. I mean, maybe it's like a bit long in terms of the answer that you were talking about, but I think, yeah, it's important to put this out there in some sense. Like, I know that you love writing uh, poetry in, in Hindi. 
you have interests in other areas as well as an artist why is depth important why is depth in expression important do you feel i mean it's super critical i think because you're trying to literally like if i'm making a work of art i'm literally trying to connect to you beyond the surface layers that you have right like i'm i want that work of art to somehow reach you much deeper within somewhere and not at a very uh, like surface level conversation level right so and to be able to sort of get to that which we could call transcend into that space or whatever like dig into that space it's necessary for you to like lose yourself in that space often enough and really you know imbibe that feeling and then find whatever medium you can find it could be ai it could be painting whatever medium that translates that emotion feeling conceptual kind of triggers that you might have had by really like trying to empathize with a certain subject or trying to really understand how a certain like subject is playing out in the world and then sort of somehow use some medium to translate that into a work of art that can then to an audience like have that similar kind of a deeper impact that's how it travels from me to an audience in some ways you know sometimes you say like oh so you see something and you suddenly like it just sticks with you and that's the kind of impact art can have it's impossible the amount of content we are consuming these days audio visual content and the attention span that we have is like constantly being fought for by lots of people so in all of that clutter like if as an artist you want to really you know cut across that and really reach someone at a space where it stays with them and it has some kind of an impact not necessarily like emotional impact it could be conceptual impact any kind of like just leaves them at least thinking of that work a bit more or feeling that work a bit more i think it's necessary for you to like get into those depths first and if you start using process as a substitute for that depth like saying that you know yeah you can write a few words and you get good looking art art or good looking visuals i think substituting that process is not the right approach in some ways i mean ultimately you could use that to create the work of art but that is no substitute for actually going through the rigor of experiencing stuff really thinking about stuff deeply when you're unpacking layers it's a gift to be able to see that same conversation uh, slightly differently right you've had uh, experiences where people have created a visual made a ton of money and eventually if you know one of the pursuits of uh, of not say an artist alone but as an individual you want to live a better life and you want to live a quality life full of material sort of riches and all of that and if you jump a couple of levels and you reach that already that person might say hey i skipped some of that i am happy i agree with you that you can't shortchange the process but maybe sometimes people find their process a different way maybe in that person's journey it will be somewhere further down the line right because certain things are done a certain way because they consistently lead to a certain kind of result and generationally it has been that way right mm-hmm. it's not to say that as an artist or in in sharing your expression you have to suffer It, 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 you don't have to do that but in unpacking the layers of your expression and layers of your own self you doing that concurrently 
the third person who's viewing this it can be such an amazing experience for that person and the his, history is replete with examples of that conversation of harshit in this case having a conversation with his computational models and how this conversation keeps evolving every few years and someone is viewing from the outside and their experience of it so completely agree with you the importance of the depth that's needed and the exploration of it and not skipping the process but if some people have done that or they've had a different experience right i think art is subjective therefore life also in some ways is subjective it's ultimately the end output is what matters so i really like this particular uh, line of emily dickinson poem it says like tell all the truth but tell it slant and i think that really captures the idea of art in some ways for me also the idea of that lived experience becomes important where you're communicating the truth in some ways like whatever you experienced or seen but you're telling it in a slightly slanted way, way which makes it very interesting for the person who's consuming that artwork right where they're getting some sense of okay what was your lens of that particular truth like you all know that everyone has their own like ways of interpreting looking at a particular nugget of truth right so and i think that that's very beautiful and i think for that to happen a certain genuineness with a lived experience is is very important and a lot of people especially pop artists in some sense kind of talked about andy warhol particularly sort of how business is also a form of art and i think that makes a lot of sense like anything that sort of you know tries to find some thing new in some or the other way where it sort of plays around with human psychology plays around ways of getting stuff done in a different way i think this is definitely a work of art and in that sense like if you're consciously shortchanging the process also for that matter but you are aware of what you're experimenting with i think that's what matters uh, who are other artists using ai and computational technologies people that you think people should check out and are they like podcasts documentaries books anything else that you'd recommend so i mean some of the artists that i really sort of uh, followed and engaged with quite often contemporaries of mine like mario klingeman sugwin chang memo acton anna redler uh, jkl so i think a bunch of like artists like mario klingeman has been making art with computers since the days of like flash so like from early 90s in some sense so my journey over the last 10 12 years with making art with technology and i was like in the beginning saying that it's the time i got my first smartphone and it's grown since is for him it's grown since he sort of had this little computer and had flash running on it so i think that journey has also been very interesting to speak with with these artists so definitely like check them out check out their work tom white another person doing great stuff there's an essay called art in the age of mechanical reproduction and again to bring back the point that you were saying like when cameras came there's all this conversation and in some sense we're having a 2.0 an evolved version of that conversation this particular essay was written when industrial production sort of started and in that age like already there were these questions that okay what happens of art like art in the age of mechanical reproduction where you're able to mechanically reproduce works of art uh, quite instantly so i think this like history is also interesting to see you know like in what ways it is repeating itself in some ways with a certain like level up 
in the game definitely feel free to reach out to Karn or me also I, I mean I know you've been invested in the space of creativity AI graphic design for a significant amount of time lots of cool people doing cool stuff yeah <laughs> and we are just casually throwing our names in that <laughs> but yeah I, mean, I was going to ask you that exact same thing so where can we to find you i think instagram and linkedin are two places i check quite regularly that should be great yes thank you very much this is a fun engaging conversation and uh, follow this is creative ai subscribe on instagram and now we're on a bunch of different sort of channels as well share with other people what's going to be happening you'll be see the conversations and a bunch of other things that you will see in the coming weeks and months uh, to come so thank you very much thank you harshit and uh, see you guys on the other side